Hi there and welcome back to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur podcast. I'm Bob Gentle and every Monday I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. If you're new, then take a second to subscribe through your player app. And while you're listening, join our Facebook community. Just visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders and you'll be taken right there. Hi there and welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. My name is Bob Gentle and every week I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. If you're new to the show, take a second right now to subscribe in whatever player you use. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to check the new follow option. It's in the top right hand corner. If you don't, you won't be following the podcast. You'll miss all the new episodes. Before I jump into introducing this week's guest, I have a new thing. I've mentioned it a couple of times. After nearly 200 of these interviews, I've learned a thing or two, and it turns out success leaves clues. And I want to give you the map. So head on over to amplifyme.agency forward slash roadmap and grab your copy of my brand new personal brand business blueprint. Everything you need to start, scale, or just fix your expert business. It's yours for free as a gift for me. So let's get into it. This week, I am thrilled to welcome my friend Sean Osborne from Thinking Big. Sean, we have so much to talk about. We have a lot in common, but welcome to the show. Oh, it is. It is fantastic being here. And thank you so much for having me on uh, on the show. No, I think you, you're one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram because there's a lot of people talk about Thinking Big. There's a lot of people act big, but there's so much more that everybody's capable of Every, so everyone has so much more potential than they really realize and that sounds actually really flippant to even say but it's certainly something that i've found in my life is whenever you peak whenever you plateau it's so easy at that point to give yourself permission to say you know what i'm here now and that's when failure will normally creep in so <laughs> yes. That, that's why I love your content is it's constantly challenging people to think, okay, what next? Give yourself permission to give yourself a pat on the back, but never get complacent. So I guess for the listener who doesn't know Sean Osborne, why don't you start just by telling us a little bit about who you are, where you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah. My, again, my name is Sean Osborne. I'm uh, with Thinking Big and I think really everything for what I do now, it's not my career. You know, my career has been in IT. Uh, I've been in technology for for 30 years, uh, but it didn't always start off that way. And I think that's what really drives my passion to help people uh, because I know what it's like to be at the bottom. I know what it's like to not even know there's a way out in life. Uh, so when I was 16, you know, just a little backstory. When I was 16, uh, I had been uh, kicked out of school. Uh, so I was on my own at 16, no education, uh, barely making enough to to literally survive. I mean, I was it was hard getting uh, getting meals at that time. You know, I mean, if you think about it, you know, this was you know 30 years ago. You know, being that age, trying to uh, trying to you know make a living with no education. And at the time, uh, my then girlfriend uh, came to me and said, "Hey, Sean, guess what? Uh, I'm pregnant." <laughs> And, mm. and I'm telling you, that right there was probably the biggest wake-up call uh, that I ever had in my life. Because I would look around. So, like, I was doing things like, you know, bussing tables and, and, and working in, in, in retail-type places. And I, I remember this one place I was working at. I was bussing tables. It was kind of a, an upscale-type restaurant. And I remember looking around thinking, 
what are these people doing that I'm not doing? Because I knew that I wasn't dumb. I knew that I wasn't, uh, even though I never knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel and I thought, you know, it was just, you know, this is just the way life was. I would sit back and I would watch people and I would think, what are they doing? What do they know that I don't know? Because they're clearly, they're the ones sitting here in this nice restaurant eating and I'm the one, you know, busting the tables. What do they do? What is something that, you know, how can I follow what they're doing? And that was really the biggest wake-up call for me was at that point and, you know, go forward just a little bit. So I was, you know, again, 16, 17 at the time with uh, no education. And within, oh, 14, 15 years, I sold my first company for millions of dollars. And it's like, how in the world does that happen? Uh, how how do you go from being at the very bottom to you know being literally at the top and 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 having everything that you, that you want, and that's what really drove me to do thinking big. I know I I'm telling you I know exactly what it feels like when you're out in the middle of the ocean just rowing and you don't even see land. And and honestly, that is what 100% what drives me to help people because I look around and I see people that are struggling. I see people that aren't where they want to be and they don't even know that there's the the upside they don't even know the the good part that's coming that they, they can't see it and that's what drives me to do uh, what I do that's what drives me for thinking big 100% I think you and I have more in common than I realized because I also was asked politely to leave school at 16 um, <laughs> and I, that I, was... I, yeah I say I was bull and told <laughs> um, and that was where my formal education ended. And I also worked in hospitality. Um, yeah, you were front of house. I was doing the washing the dishes in the back. No, I did that. Um, <laughs> and I think what I liked about what you said was you were asking intelligent questions. What are these people doing that I'm not doing? How have they unlocked their potential? How have they managed to create a vector for their value? took me a lot longer to ask these questions and I think you're absolutely right that so many people have become accustomed to working the corporate ladder if you like greasy pole right. some people would call it yep. and just think that's just how it has to be you have to play that game well there's a value in intelligent questions and the truth is you don't and I think this is where you need to think a little bigger there's a bigger game for most people if they give themselves the opportunity if they bet on themselves so for anybody that's listening that is in that situation where they've just become accustomed they've become comfortable or maybe they've just become desensitized to their discomfort what are some questions they should be asking themselves that might lead to them understanding hey maybe there's a bigger play for me well i think it all really starts with fully understanding our potential. So, you know, if I go back to that story, even after I went through all that, I sold my company for, again, millions of dollars. Uh, at the time, I was, you know, right at 30. So I literally went from 16 to 30, went, uh, you know, did all that. At that time, I still thought it was just a fluke. I thought mm. I was just lucky. I thought there's no way this will ever happen again. You know, I just it was at the right place at the right time. Even at that time, I did not know that there is a law of attraction. I didn't know that I 
manifest, whatever you want to call it, that I mm. brought that to light, that I'm the one who did that. Uh, and, and again, even after that, it was, you know, completely, uh, I, it's never going to happen again. So I think it all starts with knowing what your true potential is, knowing what, you know, the, the power that each of us has. And, you know, being in technology for, you know, over 30 years, I do a lot of, you know, computer type stuff and, and thinking of our minds as computers. That's how I visualize, you know, our, our, our internal system, our, our conscious and our subconscious mind. But understanding the true power, to me, was the start of understanding that, yes, I really can do this again. I really can manifest this into, uh, into reality. I really can uh, do these things over and over again. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's a law. It's, uh, you know, it's the way it is. That's how you, that's how you become successful is you follow these, you know, these principles. I think that's something I've, I've worked with business owners my whole life. And I've seen a few trends. And one of the trends has always been, you don't have to be super smart to build an incredible mm-hmm. business. Nope. You really, really don't. I've known some people who I would say were dumb as mud. Mm-hmm. And they have built fantastic businesses. But not only that, they've sold their businesses and they've gone on to do it again. And like you, I thought, hey, they were just lucky the first time. Yeah. But no, they weren't. They just understood the script. Like you said, there is a there is a script for success. You just need to run that script. But for some reason we all find that script quite elusive. And I think, I don't know what you feel about this, but the the problem is a lot of the script is potentially uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think that's the bit that maybe puts a lot of people off is they maybe see the potential, but then they see the discomfort. And the, there's the discomfort, which is almost guaranteed. And then there's the success, which is not guaranteed. And that puts them off. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and we, by default, as human beings, don't want pain. I mean, our whole subconscious that's, you know, basically running everything that we do, uh, its job isn't to make us happy. Its job isn't to make us, you know, rich and, 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 and rich in whatever, rich in relationships, rich in, uh, rich in money. It's, its job is to keep us alive. And, you know, once you realize that, that you're, you're actually – in areas working against becoming successful because it, it wants you to breathe. That's, that's its whole job is to have you continue breathing. But if we don't challenge ourselves, if we don't get uncomfortable, we're never going to grow. You're, we are never going to get any bigger than we are today unless we get out and we get uncomfortable and we do these things that we don't want to do. Uh, because I don't care if you're, if you want to be successful again in relationships and your marriage, I don't care if you want to be successful in your, you know, in your career, in sports, it doesn't matter. It's going to take uncomfort to get there uh, no, no matter what. And you look at any successful person, I don't care who you interview, any successful person is going to tell you the exact same thing. You have to get out of that comfort zone. You have to move forward. You have to get bigger. If you want more, you got to be bigger. Uh, there's no way around it because if if neither of us grew any more than we are today, if we stopped growing, we would die in the exact same place we are now. Yeah, we would be. We are today. Our will, all will ever be if we if we don't grow. We have to get uncomfortable, and and that's the thing. If you look at successful people, not only are they okay with getting uncomfortable and, and getting in those situations, but they enjoy it 
and they thrive in it. So if you look at someone who's successful, I can guarantee they enjoy the, the, you know, the, the discomfort. They enjoy the challenges. They enjoy those. They embrace those now rather than stay away from them. I guess it's a little bit like theme parks that you look at a theme park from the outside and you think that just looks terrifying. Why would anybody do that? But then you ride a couple of coasters and you think, hey, this is actually quite fun. And you yeah. realize there's a reward to that risk. If we view risk from the outside, you, all you ever see is the danger. You see the hazard. You never see the upside. Yeah. Once you've become accustomed to being in a hazardous environment for a little while, you start to realize, hey, there's so much more to this that people don't see. And we wonder why people put themselves in these situations to be highly visible, to be vulnerable. We wonder why people go without, why they sacrifice. What we don't see is all the upside. Yeah, something I wanted to ask you about, and I imagine you've seen this yourself with the people that you work with, is that people seem to achieve a certain level of success. For some people, it might be $30,000 a year. For some, it might be eighty. For some, it might be hundred and fifty. But they kind of reach a ceiling, but that they just can't break past. Yeah. Have you any perspective on what's behind that? I, again, it's it all goes to me. It all goes back to the comfort zone, and it goes back to to me the the comfort zone or whatever you want to call it uh, is ever expanding or shrinking. It's always growing. It's never stagnant. And again, we have to what what is challenging for me today in two months is not challenging. So if I don't grow, if I don't think even bigger once I get there. Then again, I'm, that's that's all I will ever be. So it's an ever expanding thing that we have to constantly. Because again, what is your challenge today is your comfort zone tomorrow, and you have to. It's it's got to keep going. You you can't you can't stop. You always have to be uh, challenging, always. So many people will be listening, thinking, "Yeah, that sounds fine. It's a it's a nice idea. I need to think a little bigger." which it would be very easy to accuse you of, that's simply a cliche, think a little bigger. It, yeah. But clearly there's a bit of process, there's a bit of structure around how you specifically help people through this, help them imagine a bigger future. And then some, some systems and, and roadmaps for actually how to do this. How do you help, say, somebody like me or, or any potential client, how do you help them snap out of what they've been limited to believing is possible and then create a bigger picture. Yeah, so I do a thing called, uh, it's the thinking big uh, framework. Uh, it's big for beliefs, imagination, and growth. Uh, it's a framework for, for growing. It's a success loop, whatever you want to call it. But I think some of the most, so when I take someone in or when I'm working with someone, some of the first things we do uh, is learn just the power of your mind and learn the power of what you actually have because until you understand what you what you're working with you don't understand how you can apply that and what you can do and you know so one of the things I do is I teach people you know what the power of your mind is and I go through and if you're in, in personal development at all you all heard you know things like the conscious and subconscious mind and and this is now neuroscience you know the stuff that I teach is not some woo-woo crap that you read out of a book from you know 100 years ago this is now neuroscience that they've tested they've you know they this is 
science now. It's it's not just uh, you know woo woo stuff. Is that the power of, for instance, your your subconscious mind runs at about two thousand bits per second, which is you know fairly fast. And but your subconscious runs at about four billion bits per second. Uh, and and at two thousand, I think it's like one half of one millionth of a percent of what you're actually processing within your body is what you're consciously aware of. And if you think about it, uh, like if you do, uh, one of the things I teach is pin dots. Like if you tap your pin down, how many dots can you do a second? And if you were able to do, for instance, 10 dots a second, just tapping, you know, as fast as you can, 10 dots a second, it would take you about three and a half minutes to do those 2,000 dots. That's what you're processing. It would take you, I think, 12 and a half years to do the 4 billion dots. So three and a half minutes to... (laughs) 12 and a half years. The, the difference is huge. And in science, you know, what they're coming up with now is they're, they're, uh, there's a lot of estimates that, let's say your conscious thinking filled up a hard drive, you know, the, your entire life. So your entire life of conscious thinking filled up this hard drive. That hard drive would be filled up every minute with what's actually being proce- processed in your subconscious mind. And wow. so the power that we have as humans is just unbelievable. And if you think about, you know, think about uh, self-driving cars like Teslas and stuff, that is the latest and greatest of car technology, you know, self-driving cars where you've got cameras all the way around, you've got sensors, you've got all these computers trying to drive this car for you. And you did it at like 16. You literally programmed your uh, subconscious mind to drive because you don't drive consciously anymore. You drive subconsciously. You literally programmed it without even thinking how to do that. I mean, that, that, that is how powerful that the subconscious mind is. And so if you think of how vast that is, if you can start utilizing that power for your good rather than just merely going through life and just, you know, being a, uh, you know, being a passenger in the movie theater, if you can actually design your own, you know, story, think of the power that is available to you if you just tap into it. Uh, then power is, is absolutely incredible. As you might know, this show is supported by our sponsor, Agora Pulse. Now, you know how hard it is to juggle all the things in your business. The accounts, the meetings, the never-ending inbox. And that's why I teamed up with Agora Pulse to give you more than five hours back a week when it comes to managing your social media marketing. No complicated Excel docs, long emails, or millions of open tabs. Simply manage all your social media channels in one place. Go to amplifyme.agency forward slash Agora Pulse to score two months for free on me. Now, all you have to do is figure out how you want to spend those spare five hours. See, that's actually, there's, there's stuff in there I've never heard before. And what I'm fascinated by is this is science fact right now. Yes. But we know we only know a fraction of what's really happening in the brain. Mm-hmm. in general so if this is what's real and central just imagine what's on the periphery of that in terms of what we don't know yet yeah it's so and the it's, power of the unconscious and the things that we that we can't yeah sorry the it, mind baffles <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> so many places to go yeah and so that's that's what drives me is just oh my god this this power that we have in it. and it, the way that our mind works, you know, if you, so you start getting into, you know, things like NLP, uh, neuro linguistic programming, and you start getting into these techniques that learn how to utilize your subconscious or utilize your fast thinking, uh, better. 
the more power that we, you know, the more power that we have. Yeah, so it controls, you know, the, the way that we process things or the way that our mind works. Again, we're only being given, you know, think about our, the way I think about it is our conscious mind is a stage and our subconscious mind is just kind of pushing things through a curtain on the back of the stage saying, oh, here you go. Oh, here you go. And if you think about, you know, I call it the, the Porsche, uh, the Porsche theory, just because it happened to me when I got my first uh, nice car is the second we be, the second we as humans think something is, uh, something is important, we start noticing in it. So yeah. for instance, if the second you get a nice car, you say, oh, I've wanted this car for a long time. You drive it off the lot and then all of a sudden you see them everywhere. You know, you yeah. hear about this. You know, the cars have been there the whole time, but until your subconscious thinks, okay, this is an important thing, then it doesn't even, it doesn't present it to you. It doesn't bring that forward through the, you know, through the curtain for the stage. It just stays back there and it's, it's just noise for your sub or for your conscious mind. And we do the same thing. So if we can bring, if we can stay focused on things that are important to us, if we can stay focused on the big things, if we can stay, that's what becomes, that's what we become consciously aware of. And, you know, one of the things that I take my, uh, my students through is a thing called uh, remember your future where you actually build a memory with all of your senses and you build a memory of your future. You go there, you live there, you, it, it is an absolute memory. And those things, by doing those types of things, you start becoming aware of things around you to get there. So things that you wouldn't even see before, you are now aware of them, they're, they're, they're always there. You know, you're just not consciously aware that they're available to you until you start making those important uh, to your to your subconscious saying this is what I want so here's my future I remember it I can smell it I can taste it I can see it I'm, I'm living there I, I see myself on the beach every day I see myself working Wh whatever it is you want your future to be if you start remembering it then your conscious mind will start bringing things in alignment to get you to where you want to go and again, there's science behind this. You know, they call it multimodal uh, thinking, where you bring in all of your senses for uh, for thinking. So you bring in, you know, your the touch, the smell, uh, the uh, everything that you do, you bring into uh, basically bring into memories. And the more the more things that you bring into your meditations, your memories, whatever you want to call them, the more powerful they are. You know what I think is really powerful in that, and I think this is this kind of speaks to what I think. The mistake I feel a lot of people make when they do use visualization ex exercises is because you're remembering your future, what you're removing from it is any sense of longing or desperation or wishful thinking, but it, it's it's almost detached. Yeah, this is this is what my life is like. This is normal. And the normalization of this future is is the powerful part. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the time when people color their visualization of their ideal future with a sense of longing or wishing it almost works against what you're trying to achieve yeah and i think that's really powerful i think the other thing i keep coming back to is the very idea of letting my 16 year old self run my whatever my age now my 48 year old life but actually for most people that's what we're doing we're letting our sort of adolescent consciousness Oh, yeah. With the consciousness that programmed our, our subconscious at, at whatever age it was being formed, 
it's still in control now for most people. And you look around the world and you wonder why it's as it is. The answer is staring you in the face right there. It's being run by a bunch of adolescents subconsciously. Yeah, there's that one saying, what is it? Uh, We are all tattooed in the crib with with the thoughts of our tribe. So whatever environment we grew up in, you know, by the time you're, what, age seven, seven to ten, our subconscious has been programmed. It's Mm. (laughs) it's there. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great quote. So I guess what I would be interested to know from you, and you've kind of hinted on it there with the remembering your future exercise, is what can we do to take charge of the subconscious? Obviously, we can't take charge of it, but what can we do to to take the reprogramming or the programming in hand as an adult and say, you know what, you're mine now. Yeah, and I, there's so much that you can do, and there's so many things. You know, again, remember your future. There's so what we focus on grows. And so the question, it's very easy to reprogram our, our subconscious, what you focus on grows. So focus on the things that you want. The tricky thing is continuing to focus on those. So every, you know, and, and I say that you know, it's like everyone's been on a diet and every diet yeah. is good. Every diet works. And what do we do? We focus on it. We lose weight. We get healthy, whatever it is our goal was. And then we lose focus and we're right back to where we were. So to me, the goal isn't, what can we do? Because we know, you know, we can do, you know, things like meditation. We can do, you know, there's tons of things that we can do. It's how can we consistently do it? And you really got to do it by by your beliefs, by changing what you truly believe uh, about yourself. I mean, we're again, we're controlled by our subconscious. And if deep down you think you're a fat slob, I don't care what diet you go on. I don't care how many times you lose weight. That subconscious is like a GPS unit is going to take you right back to where you were. So it's changing those beliefs at the core is really what will change our lives for good. And that's part of the big, the thinking big. So you've got the beliefs, you know, that's the king of everything. You know, you hear in the, you know, in this industry a lot, thoughts become things and they do, they, they mm-hmm. come become things. But here's the thing, your thoughts come from your beliefs. So if you have bad beliefs, your thoughts are going to be bad thoughts. You're not, you, if, if thoughts are king, uh, beliefs are the kingdom. You, you can never think outside of what your belief foundation is. So the first thing is, is, you know, how, what tools can we use? And we've got lots of them tools to change our beliefs uh, and then use our imagination. To me, the way we grow, everything, if you look around, everything you have, everything you see was the imagination of some human being man-made mm. stuff you know not obviously not rocks and you know stuff like that but everything you see that's man-made was once the imagination of somebody so how can we imagine bigger how can we think bigger uh and then the growth part the g for big is is you it's it's literally a success loop so if for instance if you are if you have the belief that you're worth ten dollars an hour and you say you know what i'm gonna imagine i'm gonna think a little bit bigger i'm gonna think i can do fifteen dollars an hour you get there, you grow, and now you say, well, I'm at 15, maybe I can do $20 an hour. And then you grow, you imagine, you say, okay, how can I do $20 an hour? Okay, I need to learn this, I need to do this. And now you've grown. And now the belief, so it's, a, it's, it's really a success loop, but it all begins with our beliefs and keeping things uh, focused on what we want. And that's, that's why, uh, you know, you do things like, uh, you know, imagining and you do things like the, you know, the remember your future. Uh, all of these things are so important because that's how we keep things in focus of what's important. That's meditation is, is so big. That's part of a really, to me, that's part of imagination. So when we, 
when we tell the universe things that we want, oh, I want this, I, I'm doing this, the universe to me answers back with our imagination. So when I think of when I have a great idea, that didn't come from me. Who, who am I to think? That didn't come from me. It came from something. What did it come from? You know, and that's so that's where I, imagination is our to me is our greatest gift as a human being is being able to imagine. Mm. So I think what I'd like to roll into now is on a practical basis, how do you work with your clients? I think in terms of understanding Sean Osborne's value, I think we've got that down. I love everything we've been speaking about. It really resonates strongly with me. But for anybody thinking about what, what does working with Sean Osborne look like, what's the answer to that question? How do you actually engage with people to help them on a very practical level? Yeah, so I do things like you know webinars and workshops and, and group stuff, but my true passion is working you know with people one on one, and so coaching you know coaching people is really what uh, what drives the passion. And I can tell you that my coaching is probably a little bit different than some. I never want to tell someone what to do because the only person that knows Bob is Bob. What I'm what I want to do is show Bob here's holding a mirror up to you saying okay here's you here here's what here's what you are everything is to me everything that you need to grow is already within you you already know it you cannot i'm telling you you cannot have a thought like a growth thought here's what i want I, i've got this big dream you cannot have that dream and not be fully resourced to get it it's impossible you you would not be able to have that dream of that whatever it is that you do you're wanting without being 100% resourced to already get it. So my job as a coach is not to tell you, oh, go do this, oh, go do this. I'm not strategying, I'm, you know, I'm not telling, okay, well, now you need to go do this. I figure out what you need to do for yourself. How, how can I show you what you need and only you know what you need? So that's my whole coaching is seeing what's, letting someone see what's inside of them. And that's, to me, that's the power of it because we all have our own answers. If people are telling me, now there's some, you know, technical things you got to go get training on, you got to go do, but nobody knows you better than you. And nobody can tell you how to get where you want to go, but you use your, so here's the thing. Most, we, we have these, we, we have these ideas. We have these things that come up, you know, if, if I, I've got a goal of, <clears throat> you know, doing this. I will have ideas. You will have ideas on how to get there. And most of us, what do we do? We think, oh, that's a dumb idea. I'm not going to do that. Those, those, that ideas, you know, that imagination, that is exactly where your direction of where you need to go uh, to get what you want. It's telling you all the time. You, you give your subconscious a command. And again, that's exactly what remember your future is. It's like, this is, this is what I want. This is my command. I want, this is the life I want. Your subconscious behind the scene is going to sit there and tell you, okay, we'll do this. Call this person. Oh, do this. Go, go, to, go to that workshop or do this. Meet this person. And most of the time, again, we say, eh, that's stupid. I'm not going to go to that. <laughs> but, and, and, and that's what we do. But I'm telling you if, you, if you have a dream, you already know how to get there. It's just learning how to read that intuition, learning how to read those signs. And, again, so, even for me, it's like I'll have an idea – and sometimes it takes a, uh, you know, a feather. I see it 
very barely taps me and I'm like, I need to do that. I need to do sometimes it's a two by four that has to hit me across the head. It's like, no, go do that now. And just learning those intuitions and learning to uh to read those is to me is really important for any of our growth. So as you were speaking, I'm I'm thinking about people that I've met, people that I know, and they're probably our age they've lived. And I often encounter people and I think there's so much potential there that you don't see what would you say to anybody to try and stimulate them to think yeah you know what maybe there is a bigger play for me there's so many things to do so one of the first things is we as human beings we have this amazing gift to think negative about ourselves and I don't care who you are I don't care every day you wake up and the first thing people do is they have negative thoughts about themselves all the time. I mean, it is nonstop. One of the things I do is I tell people for the next uh, week, I want you to you know, keep a piece of paper and I want you to put a tick, a tick mark every time you have a negative thought. I, first time I did it, I needed multiple sheets of paper. We, it is unbelievable. <laughs> it sounds horrific. <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable how bad we talk to ourselves all the time. It, there, as a matter of fact, there's a TV show out, God, what's it called? Oh, a physical it's about uh, the lady who started like Jazzercise, but that is the best show because all the entire show is like a, her internal talk on her uh, uh, negative thinking. And it's just, oh my God, that's how people are all the time. And until you focus on getting rid of those negative thoughts, and uh, if you've ever heard of Dr. Uh, Amen, uh, he's the Amen Clinic, mm-hmm. he does, but he does this thing called. Uh, uh, Killing ants, uh, which is you know, your automatic uh, negative thoughts. But until you start getting rid of those negative thoughts, again, what we think of, what we think, thoughts become things. The, the thoughts become things. And if you continue to focus on negative things, that's exactly what's going to happen in your life. That's what's going to happen. And it's like if whoever you talk to and you ask them, what is it you want? Most people, nine out of 10 people are going to start with, well, I don't want this. I don't want this. I really don't want this. So they're not focusing on what they want. They're truly focusing on what they don't want. And thoughts become things. And until we get rid of those negative thoughts, that's what's going to, it's like, I'll talk to people and they'll, they'll say, yeah, I'm saving up for a rainy day. Why the hell would you save up for a rainy day? Save for the most amazing vacation. Save for, you know, this. If something happens, fine. But don't save for a rainy day because thoughts become things. And if you start saving for a rainy day, well, guess what you're going to have? You're going to invite in a rainy day. There's an important thing that I have read about the unconscious, and that is that it doesn't really discriminate between positive and negative. So if you say, I don't want to be in a car crash, all it hears is car crash. Yep. And... This is really powerful, um, yeah. Because you're you're right. Most people focus on what they don't want. All the unconscious hears is that's what they want to focus on. And that so that that brings up a, a very important thing. When you do to me, affirmations are a very big thing. You got it's part of programming your conscious mind. You the repetition of things programs it just like driving your car. You do it over and over again, and you program your mind. So the affirmations are huge. But most people say do affirmations like, uh, "I don't want to be fat." I, I don't want to be poor. And what you're programming into your mind is poor. You're programming in fat. You're programming. Yeah. So we have to, positive thinking is, is and, and positive sayings is 
100% we, we have to do that. There's no way around that. And that is, that, oh, that is so important because you can be doing the right things. But again, if you're saying it the wrong way or you're doing the wrong thing, you're programming the wrong thing in your mind and, and you're right. Uh, subconscious doesn't know good from bad, right from wrong. It just knows what is. And by the way we say it is, is so, so important. Mm. I guess what I'd like to explore for a little bit is your own sort of Sean Osborne personal brand journey. Because as you probably know, that really is one of the hardest journeys for a lot of people. I think when you run a company, it's very easy to sort of tell everyone how great your company is. When it's you, it becomes much more challenging to say, this is who I am, this is what I do. Yeah, to do that in a small environment is fine, but the bigger you try to play, the more vulnerable you start to become. So I'm curious to know how that was for you because, I mean, you have your podcast, you do other bits and pieces. What has your sort of Sean Osborne personal branding journey looked like? How was that for you? So I think, so to me, the Thinking Big, you know, whether it's Thinking Big Coaching, the Thinking Big Podcast, that all started with a completely different mindset for a company. Again, I've had a successful, you know, I've had successful companies out there. I've, I've done those big companies. I've done those things. Uh, thinking Big was truly a passion on helping people. And if, again, like this, like this podcast, if there is just one person that gets a gold nugget from either you or me from this podcast, it's an absolute win. And so this, so Thinking Big is a completely different, I guess, company than I've done before. Uh, this is much more of a, it's not a widgets company. It's, it's a human company. It's a, you know, it's a, uh, it's just such a different type of branding and a different type of company that I've ever done before. And it's truly a, I call it a passion company. It's, it's getting out and talking with people, uh, showing people that, you know, there's, there's ways out, you know, working with people who think they're at the end of the line, that, that society's given up on them, is to me where the biggest passion comes from. It's helping those people. It's, when you see that light go on in someone, that is what magic is. That's that's where it's at. So from a branding standpoint, it's just it's hard because this is such a different type of company than I've done before. And, and I, I struggle with, with branding. I struggle with, you know, just like anybody else. It's a, it's a whole new... Uh, ball game out there nowadays with uh, with with how we present ourselves, how we do things, and it's just such a different company than I've done before. I think one thing that a lot of people assume about people in the coaching space, especially where you're really looking at the the peak performance end of the spectrum, where you sort of fit in, they just assume that you've got everything buttoned down, squared away. But the truth is, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So where do you struggle most? What is it that challenges you? That, where do you feel vul most vulnerable in your business? So that's the thing, you know, part of, you know, part of coaching is, you know, people sometimes do see you as, you know, so you've been successful, you've done this business, you've, you know, you've, you've done all these amazing things. But what they don't understand is the shit, the hell, the you know, all of the negative thoughts, all the stuff that I've, I've gone through to get there. If, if you ever find a coach that's just purely successful, run. Because the, <laughs> on, the only way we learn is through 
going through crap. I mean, if you look at failure, failure is the same coin as success. It's the opposite side of the exact same coin as success. You cannot have success without failure. It, it's, it, you, you can't do it. I don't care who you look at. So if you're with people, if you're looking at coaching from someone who's just successful, uh, run, run as fast as you can because they're they're not, uh, they, they've never been through that. So to me, the, the biggest challenge is showing that I've been through the crap. I've been through the worst of the worst and I found a way to get out. I found a way that works. I found a way that, you know, let you see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, well, you know, some people will look at me and say, well, you're, you're a failure. You look how many times you screwed up. Look how many times you, you know, lost everything. Look at what look at your life. Who the hell are you to tell me, you know, what I should be doing or why should I go for coaching? So to me, that is the biggest thing. It's like, but you got to have both. You, <laughs> you got to have both. Yeah. Sean, this has been really, really interesting and exciting at the same time, really digging into the mechanics of the success mindset. A lot of people, they do get very woolly when it comes to this particular topic. And I think what I've really enjoyed is this has been super practical, really, really practical. If people want to go further with you, if they want to connect with you, how would you like them to do that? So there's two ways. One, pop over, you're on a podcast, pop over and, and take a listen to my podcast, Thinking Big Podcast. And we, you know, we talk about these types of, uh, these types of things. As a matter of fact, you can go back a couple months and listen to, to Bob on there. So we had some great insight from you on, on the podcast and you're also think, and also thinking big, uh, dot info. Uh, and that's where you can go. So one of the things that I encourage people to do is, uh, on my site, I've got a, it's absolutely free. I will not spam you. I will not try selling you crap, nothing. It's, uh, it's called the Six Human Needs Assessment. It was developed by Tony Robbins. Uh, I trained under Tony Robbins for uh, some certifications and it's one of his tools. Every human being has six uh, human needs and they are the need for certainty, uncertainty and variety, the need for significance, love and connection, growth and contribution. And knowing where you are is what drives you, but it's also more importantly than that, it's also where your blind spots are. So it's a pre-assessment, go up there, take the assessment, I will personally give you your results back. And, and it just, to me, until we know ourselves, we're kind of flying blind. And it's just one of those tools to help you kind of know where you're going and, and what's, what's kind of making your ticker think a little bit. <laughs> Sean, you have been an awesome guest. I've really, really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for coming on. For the listener, do not forget to subscribe to this podcast. Every subscriber I am so grateful for. And remember, Apple has changed the way subscriptions work. So if you are an Apple podcast listener, do hit the follow button, which you'll find in the top right of the player. And that way you can become a subscriber again since Apple kicked you all out. Like I said, Sean from thinkingbig.info, go check him out, check out his stuff. Sean's podcast is awesome. Sadly, I only have one podcast episode a week so if you want to listen to me all week i'm sorry you're out of luck sean would be a great option for filling some of your other time of which you have plenty so thank you for listening and i will see you again next week before i go just a quick reminder to subscribe and join our facebook group you'll find a link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders also connect with me wherever you hang out.
You'll find me on all the social platforms at Bob Gentle. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would make my day. And if you shared the show with a friend, you would literally make my golden list. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks to you for listening, and I'll see you next week. 